and welcome to episode 56 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn how even low levels of stress can affect your sleep and some simple ways that you can start to change this. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. I hope you're having a good week. This week has been particularly busy for me and it's inspired me to talk on today's episode about stress and specifically low levels of stress and how this can affect your sleep. So first I just wanted to explain what I mean by the word stress because this word has so many different meanings and interpretations. So when I'm using the word stress in this episode I'm not trying to use this in any kind of clinical medical definition of stress I'm using it in the common language definition and I'm hoping that most of you already know the scientifically proven links between medical definitions of stress and anxiety and the disruption that it can cause to sleep but what I wanted to talk about is what I'm calling for want of a better phrase low level stress so when we might say to each other I'm feeling a bit stressed out today just simply meaning that we're feeling the pressure of all things we have to do or perhaps something negative happened or we feel like there just isn't enough time to get stuff done. So it's not necessarily that we're saying, hey, I have clinical stress or anxiety, but rather I'm just really feeling the pressure of life today. And I wanted to bring this to your attention because I've experienced and actually still do occasionally the link between low level stress and sleep problems. And I wanted to talk about this from a different angle because I don't want this to just be telling you something you already know, like try not to get stressed, it affects your sleep. Most people know that. So I want to talk to you about the things that I didn't realize when I had my sleep issue. And they are, in this case, number one, that the low level stress in my life was affecting my sleep. And in particular, it was probably contributing to why I was waking up in the early hours of the morning, something which I didn't think were related things at all. And number two, I wasn't even noticing some of the low level stress in my life and acknowledging that it was in fact stress. And to understand how low level stress affects your sleep, we need to go back to talking about our old friend cortisol. When we're stressed, we release cortisol. And one of the effects of cortisol is that it suppresses our feelings of tiredness. It doesn't obviously mean that we're not tired anymore. It just means we notice the tiredness less or in other words, we feel more awake in that moment. And this is useful in a stress situation because we can then focus on taking action and feel more awake to take action and you hear people talking about cortisol in relation to the stress response a lot but it's also important to recognize that it's not some kind of bad substance and it's not one that is only released when we're in a stressful situation 
it has everyday functions and it's a really important part of our normal sleep-wake cycle and it's one of the things that helps us to feel awake in the morning. So we want something to help shake off the sleepiness when we wake up in the morning and that's one of the jobs of cortisol. And so our body starts to release this while we're still asleep in order for the levels to gradually rise and build up towards the time when we want to wake up. And that means that by the time we wake up, we should have this optimal level of cortisol circulating around and allowing us to feel that kind of, that that optimistic, like energetic vibe um, that hopefully that we all want to achieve when when we wake up in the morning. And what some scientists think can happen though, is that when we have been releasing cortisol as a result of low level stress in the day, some of this could still be flowing around in our system at night. And that's because it takes a while each time we release cortisol for the levels to die back down again. So the more we release it, then the more it's still cycling around. And if that happens, when we start to release cortisol in the early hours of the morning, then scientists think that instead of taking a while for this level to build up nice and gradually, it starts to layer on top of the cortisol that was already floating around from the day before and then all of a sudden we've reached the level that we need to feel awake much quicker than our body anticipated and so we're awake much earlier than we intended and in fact when scientists looked at this they think that this could happen somewhere between 2 and 4 a.m in the morning. Now I don't know about you but that's absolutely definitely the time that I would wake up when I used to wake up in the middle of the night and that's why I found this research so interesting and I wanted to talk about it. So if it's true it would mean that it's important to keep our levels of cortisol from rising too much in the daytime to avoid us waking up in the early hours of the morning. Now if you don't consider yourself a stressed person and like I'm saying that's why I'm talking about the difference between you know someone who really identifies as being in stress or being in anxiety if you don't consider yourself as a stressed person you're just not even really considering the kind of low levels of stress that I'm talking about how can you even start to tackle this how do you become aware of it and how can you take action and I've talked before also about the fact that scientists think actually they don't think they've shown this to be true that it's entirely possible for us to trigger the stress response without even realizing that we've done that and by that I mean oftentimes when we get a bit stressed we know we've got stress we can kind of feel it inside like building up but apparently we can have no sensations of this at all but we have actually triggered it so how do you even start to make an impact here if if that's the case And I want to point out two ways that you could start today to be aware that there are sources of stress that you maybe have even stopped noticing. And again, for the avoidance of doubt, I'm talking about low level stress. So by bringing your attention to these things, I'm hoping that you can then start to notice them and take action. And the first thing I want is for you to be really honest with yourself here and answer the question, how full and busy is your day? And I'll explain what I mean by this. Like, do you get up and you're slightly late because you snooze the alarm and so you're in a rush and you have to get out the door and perhaps you have to get some little people out the door with you and they're going really slowly and you're trying to generate some urgency into what they're doing and 
then you get to work and you're looking at your list I need to do this I have client calls I've got this meeting I've got a ton of emails to get through and so you work all through the morning and then you decide to work through lunch or have a really short lunch and then before you know it it's the middle of the afternoon and you hate the middle of the afternoon because you always feel tired and it's such a drag to get through it and then and it's dinner time and you're making dinner or you're dealing with the kids again and on and on and on. And in the evening, you still got things to do, but you decide, you know what, I'm going to have some time to myself. So on goes the TV and now you're watching stuff on the TV right up to the time that you feel it's time you should go to bed. So I don't know how much of that is familiar to you, but what you notice about that is that there's no breaks in that at all there's no point in the day where it wasn't a kind of relentless pace and even if it wasn't a physically relentless pace your mind is working overtime throughout the whole whole day and there's no time in the day where your mind is still your body is still there's nothing to do not even sort of 10 minutes because what we tend to do if we do have 10 minutes say we're on a train or say we're just waiting for something to happen or we're just sat down doing nothing we tend to fill that either with social media or checking emails or just again our minds we keep busy all the time thinking about what we're going to do when we've stopped um, sitting down and having a break for 10 minutes so breaks don't really become breaks and it, and even if you're thinking, well, I do have some me time, you know, I'm going to the gym or I'm going to a class or something. Again, it's it's just activity, more activity. So my point is that for most of you, you'll be driving your brain and body continually through each day. And that's what modern life seems to hold up as the model of efficiency. So that's what most of you do. But the opportunities that arise in that way of being for feeling stressed are literally everywhere. So the first thing that you can notice is how much of my day is go, 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 nonstop, get get more things done. You know, when are you taking the time to put in proper breaks or periods where there's no activity so that you've got some way of releasing the pressure? You're not allowing it to build up to the point where you're going to get stressed easy. And then the second area that you could look at, and again, I recommend that you get really honest with yourself here, is how much stress are you deliberately inviting in or creating because it benefits you in some way? And again, I'll explain the question. So something I used to do a lot of is procrastinate. Well, actually, I still procrastinate, but I'm getting a lot better. So something I used to do is procrastinate and dawdle over doing tasks until they were really urgent and then the sense of urgency would create the motivation to do it and I used to be absolutely aware of this and I tell myself things like well the pressure helps me focus and get more things done or I'm motivated when I get to a deadline. So what I didn't consider though was what I'm actually doing is deliberately creating extra stress in my life that I don't need we've already talked about how stressful modern life is anyway with all the things that need to be done and most of us take on lots and lots of commitments and here I am purposefully generating even more stress and here's another example and possibly again something you don't think of is drama is stress so 
maybe you enjoy getting into the drama of stuff. So it could be the drama of getting involved in the office gossip or what's going on with who said, she said, she said, they said in your family or getting wading in to try and sort of patch up other people's issues or the drama of retelling a good story of something that happened to you 15 times to everyone that you see or maybe you love to start your day by picking up your phone when you're still in bed and reading the news and so you're inviting in all the drama of the rest of the world that gets you you know right on first thing in the morning you're starting on everyone else in the world's um, drama normally negative drama or perhaps you're getting wrapped up in drama like a literal tv drama at the end of the day instead of chilling out you're watching horror movie or some psychological thriller or heavy fast-paced kind of action series So there are lots of ways in which we get into drama of our own, but these things can release and trigger the stress response um, and we get into our own drama and drama of other people's making. So to sum up, for many of us, life is full of tiny sources of stress as we go throughout the day. Some of them we're actually inviting in, some we've stopped noticing, some of them we are aware of and we do anyway. And the more we expose ourselves to these, the more the chances are that we could be inadvertently releasing cortisol, which we may or may not be aware of. And increasing the latent levels in our body by the time we go to bed, then when our body releases cortisol in the early hours of the morning, which is a normal and helpful thing, it can layer on enough to wake us up fully at that time, which is not what we want. So I hope you found this helpful and don't forget if you are waking in the middle of the night and you want to know more about this and how to start addressing it, then go check out my free course. The link is in the show notes. All right, have a great week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.